How you spend your money is, in many ways, how you spend your life. So how can you generate not just a return on your investments, but a return on life? Welcome to the Own Your Wealth Podcast. Whether you're a working professional, a small business owner, or thinking about retirement, listen in as host Jason Deshays of Cook Wealth discusses tax strategy, financial planning, and more to equip you to live life empowered and truly own your wealth. Welcome and thank you for joining us today for Own Your Wealth with Jason Deshays. I'm Wendy McConnell. Well, hey there, Jason. Well, hey, Wendy, how are you? <laughs> we're going Southern. I, felt, I, about, I was like, where are we going here? She's going with this like Texas thing. I'm like, do I give her a hey partner? You know, yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. That I, Okay, we should start over and we'll just do that from the gang. Hey there, Jason. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy, Wendy. Doing good today, I see. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Before we get too out of control, we do have a guest and we should be behaving ourselves. We should. We should try. So welcome Carlene LeMay. She is the CEO of C2 Accounting and Business Support. We do a lot of work with them and and some of the mutual clients and just very, very happy to have you on the show, Carlene. Well, Jason, Wendy, thank you for having me. But more importantly, thank you to your audience for listening in today. I appreciate being here. So Carlene, let's talk a little about, I want to kind of cue it up for what you do. So would you give our audience a little sense of what C2 does, how you bring value to people? And then we'll kind of talk about the kind of philosophical part of bookkeeping and accounting and how that fits into business owners' financial lives. So yes, here at C2 Accounting, we focus on bookkeeping and management accounting. We like to say that to differentiate ourselves from tax accountants. Our focus is literally the day-to-day nuts and bolts, things that small business owners need to do to keep the business running and to make sure they're compliant and that they have good information to make good business decisions. And is there any particular businesses you work closely with that are kind of your like bread and butter industries or things like that? We work a lot of with service-based businesses, but that can range anywhere from interior designers to attorneys and mm-hmm. everything in between. And when do you find people come to you and they're like, Carlene, I need you. I need you. Something's, is it a, a positive situation? Like my business is blowing up and I need not to get in the cowboy reference in my side saddle kind of thing, but, or is it like, Oh my gosh, I'm in such a mess. Like what's your typical kind of engagement pattern with folks? When yeah, it comes to you? Unfortunately, typically most people are coming to me because they are stressed. They're usually coming to me because something is amiss in their business. Either they don't want to deal with their books. They don't know how to, or they're trying and they're just completely overwhelmed. So when they reach out to us, they're looking for some help. Occasionally, we'll get a new business owner who's just being super proactive and they want to just kind of set things off on the right foot. But more often than not, things have gotten a little out of control and they're ready for some help. And in my experience, Carlene, I I tend to see this where the accounting, the internal financial component of their business is a cost center. That is just like, oh, it cost me money to do this. I hate this. I want to make money. And it usually gets relegated to a spouse, their office manager, or some random admin person who's just like clicking stuff in. And it is really, there is no good return that comes out of that. It's very, I remember one client we had years and years ago that the wife did the bookkeeping. It was a veterinarian. 
And there was always this constant lag of everything. It'd be like nine months later. Well, I haven't done that yet. And I'm like, well, I can't plan for you because I don't really know the profit number because it's debits or credits and things are negative that should be positive. And these numbers are in there twice. I can't trust this. We don't know what the number is going to be. And that it's not a good way of running a business. It's it, what's in the cash account is not a good way of running a business. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, I like to lay blame on some of the uh, advertisements for some of the more popular small business accounting software that make it seem like you can just run it from your phone while you're in the gym and all of a sudden your business finances are magically done for you. It's just not quite that simple. I like to say, let us come in and save your marriage. Let's get your spouse out (laughs) out of the books and let you guys be able to do things and actually not have that to be part of your problem. I actually had a client recently who came to me, her best friend was doing her books. And the best friend was very supportive, but even she realized that she had gotten in over her head. And this Mm -hmm. business had grown to about a million in revenue and things were just being done just in a way that was not good, but keeping practice that was making it a lot harder for her CPA to handle taxes, which was costing her more money in the long run. So it's a it's a vicious cycle. It is definitely this, a vicious this, cycle. Then you have a weird relationship with your friend. You know, you go out to get a glass of wine. You're talking about whether something should be in mm. utilities versus exactly. office supplies. You just want to enjoy the wine, you know. So the other part that I now now a lot of people think that oh I have to have this person internally, right? This is my bookkeeper is the person that works under my employment. I don't have enough work to keep that person fully busy, so they only work five hours or ten hours a week where's the benefit you think in the outsource component, like where you, like they contract out with a C2 and have that external person be that resource for them. Having an outsourced bookkeeping firm work for you gives you a level of expertise that you're probably not going to be able to get with an in-house bookkeeper. One, you're not really sure if you don't know bookkeeping, how are you managing this person? How Mm -hmm. can you double check the work to ensure that things are being done correctly. Working with an outsourced firm, not only are you getting your dedicated bookkeeper, but you're usually getting a team of people behind that person that can support them if they're out. So if someone's on maternity leave, if someone's sick, there's always someone to catch up the slack and someone who knows what's going on with your business so that you feel like you're always supported no matter what is going on. And I think the other, I had an experience, and this was again, years ago, that they did have an internal person and uh-huh. this person was actually stealing from them, mm. which was so horrible. I was actually with them when this started. I was physically with them when you could see like the, the jig was up and the mm. lady started doing some stuff weird. And it was really hard to see that because it had happened for so long and he oh. trusted her. And then he, but he kept saying, I don't feel like I'm working really hard. I'm not making this much money. Because it was all in-house and he, she would change transactions and make it look mm-hmm. like she he was paying vendors and it was said paying for her to get a car or, and the vendors didn't want to say anything because they had a long relationship and they didn't want to like right. judge that person. Go, well, you have been a little behind on your payments. And the great thing about having an outsourced one is that there's usually control environments, right? So it's, you have someone outside. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like you're sharing your private financial data with your employees. You have someone who has a team, right? And so there's usually controls in place. Like they, you, they aren't cutting checks for you. They're, they're doing things in a way that there's oversight. And in a way that, to your point earlier, you could never afford that 
if you were to have five different people in your accounting function in your small business with three employees, you couldn't create that environment without everyone working like two hours a week and that person worked 30 minutes and you just can't make that work. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the fraud, embezzlement, things like that happen because of lack of controls, as you were saying, having one person invoice, the same person is taking the payments, that same person's making deposits, God forbid, that same person's cutting checks. That one person has so much control that is very easy for them to hide if they were to do something illegal. Whereas when you're outsourcing and you're working with an external firm, we are we do not have fiduciary control. We are not cutting checks. We're not spending money. We are literally going and making sure transactions are being recorded and giving, taking a look at things Funny reports, we are making sure things are being accurate and well-documented. It is literally going to save you the stress of worrying about someone being able to take money from you by having someone who is outside of your company to do that for you, to manage your books. So tell me, I want to hear a good story because we've talked a little about negative stuff, someone stealing <laughs> from you and those kind of things. Uh, tell me about, tell me, a, give me experience that when someone worked with you where this was like, they're like, man. Thank you for this. I will be able to run my business better because of this thing here. One of the things that I pride myself on at our firm is our ability to not only manage the books for our clients, but to educate them. Because there's a level, there's this level of understanding that a small business owner needs to have in order to feel confident and even being able to just read their own reports. So not only are we making sure that we're taking care of managing the books, but we're making sure, do you know how to read a profit and loss statement? Do you know what a balance sheet is? And how can we make sure that you're educated? So I love what I get the most satisfaction from is when I have a client say, I get it. Like they, the light bulb goes off and they actually understand. And now they feel confident. It's when they're speaking to their business coach or their CPA and they're asking questions like, well, how is your business doing? What did you do this quarter versus last quarter? And they're like, I have, I can go in right into my QuickBooks and I can tell you because not only is the information there, but they understand how to read it. And for me, that is so important. No matter who's doing your books, you really should have an understanding of what those numbers mean and how you can use those numbers to make better decisions. Well, Carleen, what I always appreciate when we've got good quality bookkeeper and accountants involved is that makes our job on the wealth planning, on the tax planning side, so much easier. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed about, oh man, gonna have to really grin and bear it with these books and, and try and like, finagle it the way to get to look right where, you know, ups and downs and rights are left. And so we can get that done and feel much more comfortable with the information we've got, but that means that we can plan better. And we know coming into year end playing, we're trying to get some numbers pretty close. We can say, well, the books are the company books, which is usually the largest number uh, for, for a small business owner. If that's really tight, because they've got a good system in play and they've had good communication with their bookkeeper and we've had good communication with their bookkeeper. That's like, this is easy for us to just know that, that number is comfortable. It's good. And we can work towards it. And I, that's why I've always loved seeing people who are hyper-focused and doing really good work on the accounting side and making sure that the business owners are well served by that. Because you're right. None of these, no one, we work with a lot of service providers, dentists and lawyers, and they mm-hmm. went to school to be, 
dentists and lawyers and (laughs) veterinarians. They didn't go and be like, well, I got my side gig as an accountant. I was really hoping that this $400,000 a year job didn't work out for me, that I had my accounting job off to the side that I could do. And so they always come in. They're like, I I own a business now. Is this a good number? Are these bad numbers? Good numbers? I don't know. And your ability to educate and coach on that allows them to step into that business role owner role much more effectively mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, this year, my questions are this. I remember mm-hmm. I had, we had an attorney client that I remember their first, they'd open the practice and it was like, well, how much cash is enough? Is that enough cash? Should I have more cash? <laughs> and they were really hyper-focused on cash. And then it became more like, wow, we're paying a lot of taxes. What can we, what are some things we can do better so that we can save more or we can do this over here and not pay as much there. And so the conversation became, they felt more and more comfortable with good numbers that they had in their system. So they could have better questions and they could move their whole financial life forward mm-hmm. uh, a lot more efficiently and effectively than it would if they were kind of just like plugging along and everyone's trying to, you know, hope and pray that this was good set books and the IRS doesn't ask questions about it. Yeah, I actually, a lot of small business owners, when they are clients or they're a prospect of ours, they talk about saving money in taxes. Everyone wants to say, I don't want to pay taxes. And, you know, I tell them, well, that's probably impossible for you to not pay taxes. But if you really want to reduce your tax liability, you need to talk with the tax planner. And the only way for that tax planner to do their job to guide you and be able to make pivots throughout the year is if your books are up to date. Mm -hmm. So it literally goes hand in hand. You can't do your job without me doing mine. And I do, I can do my job better when I had, they, I know that they have a great CPA that's giving them good advice. And so we can steer the bookkeeping in a way that's going to help make their tax liability a little lower maybe this year. I call it adopting a small business CEO mindset. So if you're a CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation, you're not making decisions in a silo. You you need good information. And Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing. Have that CEO mindset, regardless of what you call yourself. If you have that mindset of this is my business and I'm CEO, I need all the information I can get, that you start to realize that your bookkeeping, that your P&L report, that your balance sheet, those are tools just another tool in your toolkit to make better decisions, to drive your business, to drive the bottom line, and hopefully increase your profit. Really, you have to have some hard conversations with people when you first come in at times, telling them things they don't necessarily want to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's usually around spending too much money. So, yeah. yeah. I, unfortunately, for some people, they are incredibly successful in that they can sell, they can deliver their services, but their spending is out of control. And by us having an insight into their business on a monthly basis, we can guide them and show them the trends of where their spending is getting a bit out of control so that they can increase profitability. Gotcha. That's one that I, is a it's a harder conversation because it involves their behaviors, mm. and that's always when when people go, "Well, we grossed X dollars, and it's like twenty million. Well, that's great. How much did you actually make? Yes. I don't want to tell you that number because <laughs> one, I don't know it, and two, I'm probably ashamed of it. It's negative, and that's that's where it's really important to understand those drivers of the business too, as people model out changes to their business, and especially. Over the last five, 10 years, the, I'd say the ray of change in business has, hap- has increased a lot. Where before you kind of plug along and every year would get a little different. Now it's mm-hmm. like, well, the whole system changed. And then we had COVID and then everything right. changed then. And then we got back from COVID and 
we ought to change time in the course of four years. I think that being able to understand where your numbers come from and you always watch it on Shark Tank. They're like, well, do you know your numbers? <laughs> it's important because that's how they figure out, well, can this scale? Are we only profitable because of this special circumstance, but one thing goes wrong and the whole thing goes. And that's, you know, knowing what drives costs, what drives revenue, where can you, is it people? Is it stuff? Is it systems? That's all really important. That's the kind of information you can provide on a ready basis rather than the, I'll get to it and I feel like it in six months from now, I'll look at it and it's bad still, but yeah. I looked at it. So I cared. Okay, so you said something that actually just struck an idea or something I just wanted to spark something in me. You mentioned the word scale. And I tell my clients that any bookkeeping accounting system that they put in place, it needs to be scalable. Mm -hmm. So if, and I always use the example, if your sales double tomorrow, whatever process you have in place today, can it handle that? And if it can't, then let's go ahead and start building something today that's going to grow with you. Because the goal is to grow. And if that's the goal, then we should be thinking about today, how can we put those processes in place? And if you look at bookkeeping and accounting, it's just another, like I was saying earlier, another tool so that when you, as you grow, it grows with you, it changes the mindset. Well, and I think that mindset too, shifting from a, uh, a a cost center, it just it's a thing you okay. have to do because they told you to, and you need it for the accountant or whatever, or for the CPA for the tax returns. I think that we talk a lot on the show about return on life, and mm. that's one of those things that I feel like getting a better sense of how you can operate your business, the finances of your business, even if that means you have to outsource it, means it gets done, and it's something right. you're not wearing that. I mean, I don't know if everyone goes to bed going, I didn't reconcile the books today and like really <laughs> stressed about that and they can't sleep. I do know people are generally stressed by money. Yes. And the more peace that you can bring to that, and that does have a cost, but it is very important and it does provide meaningful impact in people's lives. And if they look at the cost of their time, it's usually much cheaper to outsource to someone else. Oh, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I've, you're still saving money either way. <laughs> I've never, when, especially if someone's a service provider, mm -hmm. like if I can, let's say it's an attorney and they can bill $400 an hour. You're like, how many hours of time do you spend on this function of your business and do it poorly versus how many hours would you have to work in a chargeable fashion to offset that? Exactly. And would you like the trade-off? And it's usually two hours of their time a month pays for it for every month. And they save 10 hours a month. And they're like, uh, yeah, I like that trade-off. I'd like to. <laughs> and then they usually end up working and making more. So it's like I exactly. cover the cost and then I made more and they're in a much better position. And I think that's especially like I'd say knowledge workers or people who can make money off of their expertise and skill. Mm -hmm. That's what you should focus in is like drive that number up, don't just try and drive the cost number down. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And the, I think the one of the questions I'm going to ask is, and I've explained this to people, I would love to hear what you, how you explain this to people is like, why, I, why do I need this? Is there a law? Do I have to like, is, does the IRS make me have this? Is there, the, what's the, what are some maybe external drivers beyond that, the internal, like, mm -hmm. Hey, I know how my business runs. What are some of those external drivers that you can think of that would say, Hey, this is not just doing, being good business owner, but like people expect this. Mm -hmm. Where are some people you can think of that would be expecting you to have 
you know, good quality books. Well, obviously you did mention the IRS. So I tell my clients in the off chance that you are audited, having good books helps you to substantiate whatever it is that you said you did on your tax return. So let's make sure that we're doing things correctly for that reason. What about funding? If you're looking to have funding for your business, if you need a loan, if you're looking to get investors, these are people like you mentioned the Shark Tank, that these are people that want to know is your business some uh, something that they can put money into, and how are they going to know that without good financial information? So, if you do, if you ever want to grow, usually by getting a partner, some investments, financing, having that information is going to be essential. Mm-hmm. Who's going to invest in something that's not is it being poorly run? Essentially, well, even if you're, let's say you're going to bring on a partner, like a you have a younger person that works for you, and you want to bring them on as a partner, they got to know. What am I buying into? I don't just want like mm-hmm. hopes and dreams and unicorn tears. I, I want know there's money behind this. I can fund this. And I can pay for things. That's a lot of the work we do is we, we do a lot of due diligence work for acquisitions of dental practices. And it's, the cash flow is really important. And yes. I can always tell when it's like a uh, I can kind of eyeball and go, okay, you use an external bookkeeper and you get a good one. You used your spouse. Because this is like, there's seven accounts for office supplies and things are not aligned from period to period. So it makes it very hard to say, well, what is, how much faith can we put in these numbers? And that's, you know, you can kind of tell as a provider there, the, to the question about other people, one of the things I've been dealing with a lot lately, it seems like it must be a state unemployment and state department of labor season, because we're getting people who are like, oh, we're doing a random audit of your workers comp or your right. employment stuff. And so here's, I need the books for the year, P and L general ledger, records. payroll records, all that stuff. And that, I mean, the email I got right before we recorded this was well, very stressed. Oh my gosh, this is a lot of stuff. Can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And she fortunately does have good books, but at the same time, it's stressful. And yes. that is one that they literally say that is item two on the punch list is all your financials and they need to look the same as what you told the IRS so that they can say you didn't just, you know, cook the books as it were. Yes. And working with an outsourced firm, that's something that we could support you with. If we're mm-hmm. doing your books, you can give us that punch list and have us help you to get that information to whatever external organization is looking for. So again, freeze your time up, freeze your the mental space that you were holding for that. So it's one less thing that you have to deal with. So, Carlene, what's we we've talked a ton, and I think we've covered a lot in what we've talked about so far this episode. Give me one more little nugget of wisdom that you can share with our listeners that we haven't talked about that you think would really resonate with them and really kind of seal the deal that this is an important part of their business life. So the whole conversation today was surrounding books, bookkeeping, why is it important to have? If you as a business owner are looking to, let's say, eventually sell your business, right? To make it sellable, the business needs to be operating without you. People want to buy a business, not the job that you've created for yourself. So by taking advantage of the resources from accountants to bookkeepers, it allows your business to work for you. If you not to always have to work in the business and you can be more of a visionary, a strategic thinker, and actually the leader in your business and let the business do what it needs to do and have the people to support you in building the goals and the dreams that you have for that business. Well said. I thought that was great. <laughs> so Carlene, how do our listeners get a hold of you? They can reach me at www.c2-accounting.com. Perfect. 
And again, thank you so much for being here. You're a great partner in, in people's financial lives and a great collaborator. I'm just so thankful we got some time to talk today. Well, I appreciate it. This was a great conversation. Hopefully your audience finds it helpful. Jason, how can people get in touch with you if they have more questions? They can go to cookwealth.com, call our office at 919-784-9100. And thanks so much for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Own Your Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at cookwealth.com or give us a call at 919-784-9100. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Cook Wealth Management Group, LLC is a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Cook Wealth Management Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.